This is an out loud recording of one of our latest YouTube videos. To find us, go to youtube.com slash reddit readers or click the link in the description below. Hey everyone and welcome back to r slash tifu, the subreddit where people tell hilarious stories of how they screwed themselves or someone else in their lives over. Today's post, TIFU by evading a police manhunt. This wasn't today, but was about 15 to 20 years ago. One of my good friends was having a party. This guy threw epic parties that would last weekends, so it was always a good time. This being in the middle of nowhere USA, the event was outside in the middle of the woods. We pulled up our vehicles, pumped up some tunes, and started to drink. It's important to note that I rode with my friend. Had to have been about 30 or 40 folks there at the start. We lit a bonfire and settled in for a night of underage drinking, death metal, and other miscellaneous debauchery. Most folks had left when the taps ran dry, but the core friends were still there hanging on till the sun washed over our faces. This was the norm, and we generally would sober up and go home. Just before 1am, we ran out of beer and decided to make a beer run to town. It wasn't far, and we got there without issue. My friend went in to buy, since he was already 21, and then huffs it out to the car to put it in the trunk. The whole time he's doing that, I noticed the town cop drive past the gas station we were at and is heading in the same direction our party was. He wasn't speeding, but I still had an odd feeling. Typically, small town cops don't move from their speed trap space unless they have a 100% verified incident going on, or they're picking up coffee or dinner. Before we left, I mentioned what I saw to my friend, and he tries to call his girlfriend who is still at camp. No answer. Calls again on the way there. No answer. We were not far from the camp at that point, so he pulls over and we start to discuss our options. We had to have been talking for all of 10 minutes when over the hill ahead of us, we see the familiar red and blue lights coming right at us. My very inebriated friend decided to throw the car into reverse and is driving backwards on this straight, loose rock back road. As we're backing up, we see another police car coming up from behind us. There was no escape. My friend yelled for everyone in the car that's not 21 to get the F out and run. He was left alone in the car at that point. It was smart of him to do this. A DUI isn't that bad compared to the contributing to the delinquency of a minor multiplied. I jumped out. We were surrounded by cornfields, so I just took off into the field. I had no idea where I was at, what direction I was running, or where in the frick the field ended. I ran in far enough to feel comfortably hidden, but not far enough that I couldn't see or hear what was going on with my friend. The cops rolled up pretty quickly and did their thing. I couldn't catch everything, but I knew they knew there were more people in the car. Someone at the party must have mentioned who or how many of us left. I must have sat there for over an hour as they processed him and called a tow for the car. I watched them open and dump the beer out of the trunk in the ditch. Wasn't long after, three more squad cars rolled up. They get out with their lights and start combing through the field. They started shouting out our names as they were walking through. That was when I knew I was effed. Luckily it was a breezy night so it was easier to get through the field. It was also easy to spot where they were at or looking because they had to use their flashlights. Slowly, they started making their way toward me. 
About 10 feet away, the light stops, and I hear, Come on out, son. I see you laying in the dirt. So that, that left just me and one other friend out here, possibly. At some point, the other officers joined in the search. I kept slipping deeper and deeper into the field and tried to keep at least 10 feet between us. At some point, I became uniquely sober. The alcohol had wore off, but the adrenaline was keeping me awake and alert. I was wet and cold and had to take a piss. I thought about just pissing myself, but being arrested and covered in piss didn't sound like a good time. As we moved back and forth, I wondered how bored these country cops were and how long they would look for me. I mean, these guys had to have a shift change at some point soon. I was so flippin' wrong. We kept playing cat and mouse. I dare not run for it for fear they would hear me run. They kept calling out our names and telling us they just wanted to take us home. I heard a couple more cars pull up and some more people get out. Then I hear that distinct bullhorn sound and then a voice booms across. It was the county sheriff and he warned us that if we came out, we would just be taken home. But if we made them keep searching, that they would call our folks and they would arrest us. I knew this was a weak attempt to make their jobs easier, and they would ar arrest us regardless. I was really afraid of their threat to call my parents, though. I wasn't a bad kid because I knew there would be repercussions for bad behavior. The trick to being a good kid is not to get caught. It didn't look good for my record at the time. I knew I had to get home soon and the sky was starting to lighten up. I knew as soon as the sun was out I would be royally effed. I continued to move my way deeper into the field. At some point I couldn't hear them anymore, which meant they couldn't hear me, so I sprinted till I hit train tracks. I figured they wouldn't be looking for anyone on the tracks, and if I heard a train, I would duck and cover. I walked down the tracks back into town to try to get a ride from another friend to my house. I was close to the edge of town and was walking up to the first rail crossing. Who just so happens to roll through none other than the sheriff? By that time, the sun is out and I am clearly visible. He just stopped on the tracks. I'm far enough away that I couldn't see his face, but he can clearly see what I was wearing. There was zero hesitation and I bolted off the tracks into the woods. I sprinted as fast as I could in the best direction I thought my house was in. Now, if you haven't ran through the woods before, you may not know how dangerous it really is. This isn't just a romp through the forest. This is a mad dash of survival, hopping over down trees, through running creeks, getting slapped in the face and throat with saplings, and getting caught on sticker bushes. I was very lucky to not have ran into any coyotes or snakes either, but I'm sure they wouldn't have effed with me with how fast I was booking it. Soon I began to recognize the houses of my neighbors, then the back road behind the field that's behind my house. I felt like I was almost home free. I hadn't seen another soul since the tracks and I could see the roof of my house through the trees. I thought I should be cautious going up to my house for two reasons though. One, the police might be waiting for me there already. Two, mom. The house I grew up in was set way back off the main highway among a grove of trees and enveloped with fields. Only one of these fields was typically used for corn, the rest were usually soybeans or alfalfa. I walked my way around the perimeter and was looking for anyone other than family and there in the driveway sat the sheriff, right next to my car. Dad was right outside his window talking to him. I knew I was effed, but only with mom and dad so far. 
I made my way towards the back of the house where I knew nobody in the driveway could see me. We had a back patio, but the door was off to the side and would have most definitely gotten me caught. I tried opening the living room windows, no luck. I tried the basement windows, nope. I tried mom and dad's bedroom window, bingo. At that point, I just wanted to hop in the shower and was willing to get reamed my mom to do it. I climbed in through the window as quietly as I could. After I was on the carpet, I just stopped and listened. No sound in the house. The TV wasn't on. It was almost as if nobody was in the house but me. I slowly tiptoed over to the door and cracked it open and listened again. My mom told me it was okay to come out. Their door opened up into the living room, so I had no idea what I would find on the other side of that door. I remember taking a deep breath and just accepting my fate, swung the door open. There sat mom, alone on the couch. I remember her talking about how worried she was and how she was glad I was okay and that we were going to talk about this later, but I needed to go take a shower and change my clothes. It was an odd request at the time, but she wasn't yelling at me, so I didn't question it. I go take my shower and stuff my clothes into the attic. I remember it was almost 11 a.m., and I looked out the window and I saw the sheriff was still outside, but Dad wasn't out there anymore. Mom and Dad yelled for me, and I came out to them. They both told me how disappointed they were in me and that this will never happen again. Spoiler, it didn't. After that, they told me I was home all night playing video games and that I was never out last night. My dad and I walked outside up to the car and the sheriff asked me all about where I was last night and this morning. I told him the truth. I was home playing video games all night long. He said he had eyewitnesses that I was out at a party along with about a dozen other officers that were out looking for me that say otherwise as well. I stuck to my story, told him which games I had played and even what I had for dinner and snacks. I even told him what shows I watched on TV while I ate. It was an effing miracle. After a hard 45-ish minute grilling, he cuts me loose. Told me he's got nothing on me other than a couple drunk kids that say I was there. He had already validated my story with my dad before. As we were walking away, he rolled his window down and told me that if I had been out there and they found me, that this would have been a bad morning for my parents. I didn't get off that easy. My parents took away my license for almost a year, and I was only allowed to go between school, home, and work. I also bailed so much hay that season, I'm still flippin' itchy. My friend was ticketed with a DUI and had his license revoked for a year. The friend that was caught got a $200 ticket for underage drinking. The other friend evidently booked it home as soon as his feet hit the ground outside the car. His parents never knew, and he got away with it. And that's how I survived a manhunt. So that's it for the post, guys. Wow, uh, this post actually like activated some like latent nostalgia for me. When I was in high school, I grew up in um, in rural America, let's say. And uh, at the high school I went to, the juniors and seniors used to do like prank wars, where we would do these pranks on each other's cars. And I can remember being out doing late night pranking, which I don't know if that's something that a lot of people can relate to or not, but I can remember being out doing this and no one was actually looking specifically for us like the OP in this situation, but I remember a cop car rolling past and a bunch of friends and I hiding in a cornfield as the cop shined a light from his car into the cornfield 
And I could like, reading this post, I could like feel the adrenaline pumping through my heart again. I could feel the OP's like stress. Uh, it was really crazy. Uh, so I really got something out of this post. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Um, what a story. Uh, if you like the story, as always, leave a like or a comment down in the comments below. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more and hear more posts from r slash TIFU and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. Hey everyone, we hope you're enjoying our readings of popular Reddit posts. We love providing this service so that you can listen to these podcasts to pass the time, to fall asleep to, or to be entertained while still staying safe on your commute to work. We love to have the freedom to cover even more posts, but the recording and editing is time-consuming work and doesn't pay the bills. If you feel you're getting regular value out of these episodes, please consider supporting us with a small monthly donation. You can donate easily by visiting anchor.fm slash redditreaders and clicking on support this podcast. Every little bit helps, even if it's just enough to cover our morning cup of coffee. As always, thank you so much for listening.